Bibles this morning, let's turn to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, and uh, we'll just start there and we'll quit when <laughs> I get to the end. <laughs> Probably going to cover a lot of ground, so keep your finger in it, okay? Romans chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. What then can we say that Abraham, our physical ancestor, has found? If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to brag about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now to the one who works, pay is not considered as a gift, but as something owed. But to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. Let's pray. Fathers, we come before your throne this morning. We come, Father, with humble hearts, realizing who we are and who you are. God, we are sinners, and uh, we are beneficiaries of your grace and mercy through the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that we have the opportunity to be a member of your family and receive the forgiveness of sin through him. Lord, we just... Uh, we thank you that uh, you have justified those of us who have faith in you and placed that faith in you. We pray today that everyone here would uh, consider placing their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ if they have not. And praise him for that faith if they have Lord, uh, we just bless your name today and pray for you to have your will in our lives. God, may we follow the leadership of your spirit and do the things you want us to do today. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, in the, in the first few verses of chapter 4, uh, you'll see down in, uh, in verse 3, says for does the scripture say what does the scripture say and it says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness you see Abraham was justified by his faith now this justification uh, if uh, we get a, a legal term a legalistic term for justification uh, it means that uh, we're basically declared innocent, uh, not guilty, if you will, uh, of uh, all these charges that have been placed against us. And uh, Abraham believed God and uh, believed what God had said, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now, that's Abraham. If you remember in the Old Testament, Abraham goes way back 
to the beginning of the nation of Israel, uh, if uh, Abraham uh, received uh, what he received and uh, the righteousness that was credited to him came to him uh, because of his faith. Folks, it's our faith in the, in the Lord that makes a difference in our lives. Now, we're going we're gonna to address things like uh, the matter of works and uh, the things that we do and things like that t- this morning. And I want us to understand that the Scripture says it's by faith and faith alone that we're able to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into our heart as our Savior. There's nothing else. Nothing else. If you don't hear anything else, hear that. There's nothing besides faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that takes away the sin in our lives and makes us right with God. Uh, Belief in Jesus uh, for the forgiveness uh, of sin uh, is what makes us right in his eyes. Now, that's what righteousness is, is when we're made right in his eyes. Uh, and that's, that's what we're after as uh, men and women, boys and girls on the face of this earth. When we're born into this world in human flesh, we are born sinners. Now, some people say, well, <laughs> you can't say a baby's a sinner. A baby's just a baby. Well, let me tell you something. Babies come into the world, human beings come into the world as babies, but they come into the world as sinners. And I can prove that point to you with one easy illustration, and I've used it time and time again. You take a newborn baby, that baby's been freshly fed, freshly clothed, dry, sound asleep. You walk into the other room and sit down, and what happens? (laughs) Something's the matter. You don't know what in the world's the matter, and you go back in there and you pick up that little tyke, and he's he's not wet, he's not stinky, he's dry, everything's wonderful. He just had his bottle, he just laid down, he went to sleep. Everything is hunky dory. Something though has made him yell. What was it? He wanted your attention. There wasn't a thing in the world the matter with him, but. He wanted your attention. What did he do? He hollered like something was killing him. Those little tykes are liars when they come into the world. Now, some people don't like me saying that, but I'm going to tell you something. Newborns are just, they're born sinners. I mean, that's just the way it is. They grow up that way. And we get to be big sinners. But uh, we, <laughs> that's just, that's the way we are. We're human beings, and uh, we uh, just uh, we're sinners from the very beginning. And Abraham was one of those men. And the scripture says right here in verse three that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him, credited to him for righteousness. What made Abraham right with God? Was it anything that he had done? Not a thing. It wasn't anything that he could do. Uh, It was his righteousness for believing in God that made him right with God. Uh, There's there's no amount of works that we can do, nothing that we can pay. We can't put enough money in the offering plate. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't attend church on a regular basis. We can't do all of those things. Those things may be important and are important, 
to our walk with the Lord. But they don't get us saved. They don't make us righteous in His sight. There's only one thing that makes us righteous in His sight, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you go on down to verse 6, and you'll see where David was celebrating the same thing, the same truth, when he said, the Scripture says, Likewise, David also speaks of the blessing of the man God credits righteousness uh, to apart from works. Now, you see that? That God credits righteousness to apart from works. How joyful are those whose lawless acts are forgiven and whose sins are covered. How joyful is the man the Lord will never charge with sin. Who is that? That's the man that's been saved. God doesn't hold anything against a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. There's no sin that you will step into eternity with on your record when you know Jesus Christ. Because the blood of Jesus blots out every sin that is recorded in the record book of God. And we go to God, we go to stand before Him just as clean and pure and lily white as can be. As if there's no sin or ever has been any sin in our lives. It's amazing that uh, these old church uh, fathers, uh, men and women of God like Abraham and David... Uh, understood this uh, as uh, they went through their lives. And, and when it came down to the New Testament, understand we're looking at Romans, and Paul wrote Romans. Paul understood where all of these ancient fathers came from and what their feeling was and what their relationship with God was. Uh, and he goes on to say that Abraham was justified even before circumcision. Now that was a, a, an act, that was a, a, a thing that was credited to the Jews. Uh, that I mean, they, all of the men had to be circumcised. This was an outward act and confession of their relationship with God. Uh, verse 9 says, Is this blessing only for the circumcised then? Talking about the Jews. Or is it also for the uncircumcised for we say faith was credited to Abraham for righteousness. Let me say that again. Faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. Folks, the only way that uh, we can be considered righteous in God's eyes today, any kind of way, is uh, through uh, that righteousness, uh, through our faith that uh, is credited toward right to righteousness. Faith is the key to everything in our relationship with the Lord. We've got to have faith in Him. Uh, and uh, a lot of times we don't understand that. People want to know faith for what? Well, you've got to go back to the very beginning of, of uh, <laughs> from the time the world began. Uh, faith that God created everything. Now, that you know, people today and all the scientific stuff, they have a problem with that, that God created everything. That somehow, and I, sometimes I get to thinking when I see all these scientific programs and stuff on TV, and I, I hear all of these scientific explanations about things coming into existence. Folks, let me tell you something. It takes a whole lot more faith for you to believe that from nothing, absolutely 
nothing came some spark out there somewhere that blew up and expanded into the universe and everything that we see and know that is out there in our universe and beyond as far as that and developed into the human beings and the animal life culture here on this earth and everything on this planet that grew out of nothing into a planet that would sustain our lives from nothing. It, it, look, that requires as much, if not more, faith to believe, believe than there is a God out there, a mighty God, our God, who spoke and it came into existence. Now, believe that. I don't believe there was a gradual process in this. God said, let there be light. There was light. Where did the light come from? The sun. You reckon he made the sun just like that? Hey, that's just a small step for God. He can do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, however he wants to. And that God credits to us because of our faith, righteousness. Abraham received righteousness from God because of his faith. He understood what God had done. And he understood what God was doing in his lifetime. And we need to understand now what God is doing in our lifetime. Sometimes it seems a little chaotic. Things get crazy. Things get crazy at home. Things get crazy at work. Things get crazy at school. Things are crazy on the highway. If you don't believe that, just go for a ride. Things are crazy in this world. And we just we can't get around that. Things are nuts. But uh, we, we have the... The assurance that God's still in control doesn't make any difference what happens. When we put our faith especially and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation, there's nothing in the world, there's nothing in the universe, there's nothing anywhere that can take it away from us. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we understand that He's the one and only way that we can get to God in the hereafter and live eternally with Him. It's through accepting Him as our Savior. You know why? Jesus came to earth. He submitted Himself to becoming a human being. Now, that was a born of a virgin in a stable in Bethlehem. Now, I imagine most of these mamas today would have a fit if you took their newborn baby and you laid them in a manger. You know what a manger was? That was a feeding trough. That was filled with the stuff the cows ate. They took that baby and they laid him in the manger. That was his bed. Now, we just got to recall at that. I mean, we want everything today to be perfectly clean we want a sterile environment. We want eggs to be just right. Well, Jesus came into the world at a time when that wasn't the way things were. He grew as a healthy man into a perfect individual. Now, he was man completely, 100%, even though he was God in the flesh. He suffered as a man in the flesh the same thing that you and I do, the same temptations, the same desires, the, everything. Yet he resisted and never sinned. That's just Jesus we're talking about here. 
And it's that Jesus through whom we receive uh, our salvation. And uh, even before Jesus was born, uh, Abraham uh, understood who God was and uh, that he was, he was saved by his faith and not by an act that he performed in any way. Uh, not while he was circumcised, but uncircumcised, the scripture said uh, in uh, verse 10 here in chapter 5. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while still uncircumcised. This was to make him the father of all who believed but were not circumcised so that righteousness may be credited to them also. Verse 12 says, And he became the father of the circumcised, the, the Jews, who are not only circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith our father Abraham had while he was still uncircumcised. So you see, it's the faith. They walked in faith in order to be acceptable to God, just as you and I have to walk in faith to be acceptable to God. And this circumcision was simply a seal, a visible sign of what the Jewish man had done something outward that people could see. Folks, <laughs> I don't know what is an outward sign that people can see in Christians today, but they need to see Jesus in every one of us today. That's the outward sign that they need to see. That love of, that Jesus had for people, that righteousness that Jesus had in his walk through this world, uh, the way he conducted himself, look, I'm going to meddle a little bit, and I, it's not, not intended for y'all at all, but folks, this church and every other church in this town and this county and this state and probably in the United States of America on this Sunday morning probably is not much different from ours. There are a whole lot more people absent who are members, quote, members of the church than are present in the church today. Now, why is that? Because they don't commit themselves to presenting an outward sign to their neighbors and the rest of the world that they belong to Jesus. Now, what am I saying? If folks aren't here, that they're not trying to present a testimony to the world that they belong to Jesus, well, whether they realize it or not, that's what they're doing. Folks, Christian people, they go to the lake, go to the ballpark, go fishing, go wherever they want to go on Sunday and skip church are presenting an example to the world that they don't care about Jesus as much as they do that, of whatever that activity is. Folks, our church houses today ought to be full to the brim. You know why I say that? Because we need to be about worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, number one. Number two, he's coming back. Amen. You know when I think he's going to come back? I don't know how it's going to work. 
But I think it's going to come back on a day when everybody's supposed to be at worship. And everybody's not going to be at worship. That's going to be a problem, isn't it? What's going to happen to all those folks that are supposed to be in church, worshiping God, that claim to be a Christian when Jesus comes back? I want it. <laughs> I don't want to use that for an illustration. But won't it, won't it be bad for a person who claims to be Jesus that's somewhere where they ought not to be? Let's put it, put it that way. Uh, when Jesus comes back, now, if they really belong to Jesus and they're somewhere where they ought not to be, and that happens to us as Christians every once in a while, we all end up somewhere where we're not supposed to be at different times in our lives. Can you imagine being somewhere where you're not supposed to be when Jesus comes back and the resurrection happens and, and the lifting off takes place? Boom. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, those of us who are alive and remain are going to be changed where we're just going to take off and go to Jesus. Can you imagine being at the ballpark at a racetrack or at a nightclub? Can you imagine what's going to happen when Jesus comes back? <laughs> Are we going to get resurrected with a drink in our hand <laughs> or a baseball bat? Or Are we going to go immediately to stand before Jesus and he He's going to be able to see, not that he doesn't already know. He's going to be able to see. Everybody else is going to be able to see what we've been doing. I don't know how that's going to happen, but that just that's a thought that scares me to death. I don't want to be somewhere I'm not supposed to be doing something I'm not supposed to do at any time because Jesus can come back at any time, and we need to get a hold of that and, and grasp it. Uh, this is just uh, something that we ought to do. This promise that was uh, that granted that was granted through faith. Verse, look at verse thirteen, chapter five. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would inherit the world was not the, uh, through the law, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. If those who are of the law our heirs, faith is made empty and the promise is canceled. For the law produces wrath and where there is no law, there is no transgression. This is why the promise is by faith so that it may be according to grace and to guarantee it to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of Abraham's faith he is the father of us all in God's sight. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. And he believed God who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that do not exist. Listen, it's by faith and by faith alone that we're going to go to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not by anything that we do. We can't amass a fortune. We can't give to the poor. We can't go on enough mission trips. Uh, we, can't, we can't do anything that the world would look at us and say they're doing good works. We can do all the good works in the world, and we ought to be about doing good works. But folks, we ought not to be doing good works in order to earn the respect of God. The, what... 
causes God to respect us is when he looks at us and sees the blood of Jesus covering us. Because when he sees the blood of Jesus covering us, he sees Jesus. Now, Jesus in us is what he ought to see. Verse 20 continues and says, He did not waver uh, in unbelief at God's promise that was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God because he was fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was credited him for righteousness. Now, it was credited to him, credited to him was not, what was credited to him was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. It will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Jesus is our justification. We cannot be justified before God without being covered by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no way. And that's the message that our church, this church, every other Christian church, in this country and around the world needs to get through to people everywhere of all colors, uh, all sizes, shapes, and varieties. It doesn't make any difference about their nationality. Everybody needs to understand how to get saved and be pleasant and pleasing and assured of a place in heaven. Now, there's only one way to do that, and that's through Jesus Christ. Folks, it was, uh, the scripture says in verse 23 there, it was credited to him, uh, was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. See, this is not just a Jewish law. It's not just a law for the people of the Old Testament. It's not just for the Jews today. This was for all of us. God intended every human being to understand that by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin, we could be saved and have eternity in heaven with him. This is, look, I don't know if we understand completely what it is, but if there's, if there's one defect, if there's one fault in a human life, God can see it. God knows what it is. We can cover it up, we can put makeup on it, we can put clothes on it, we can try to do anything that we can to take care of it and get rid of it. It will not go away. The only thing that takes those defects out of our lives and those sins out of our lives is the blood of Jesus. Now, you excuse me, we've been in chapter 4 and I've been saying 5. But uh, you get down to chapter 5, it says, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into his grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Listen, folks, we don't, we don't have any other way no way to please God, no way to get into heaven except through Jesus Christ. We need to get this message from God. No deed, but faith, and faith alone saves nothing. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is what saves. Here's the question. Have you been declared righteous 
by your faith in Jesus? Have you been declared righteous by your faith in Jesus? Young or old, doesn't matter. In your knowledge of what God has endowed you to know, have you trusted him and been declared by him to be righteous? Can you rejoice in the hope of glory uh, from God to be with God? Look, we as Christians, if we don't have anything else to be happy about, everybody that has trusted Jesus by faith is an heir to God's kingdom. Now, I don't know whether you've ever thought about that or not, but I, there's some rich folks in our part of the world and around the world that a lot of people envy them and envy their heirs. I want to tell you something. They don't have nothing. Excuse my English. They don't have nothing. We have, we have a Father in Heaven that has everything, and when we die and leave here having trusted in Him and having faith in Him, you know what? It becomes ours. We have access to it all. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Can we rejoice in that hope of that glory? Can we rejoice in all things, even affliction now because of him? Listen, it's not easy to be a Christian, even in our society, but there are different places in the world. They'll beat you or put you to death for professing faith in Jesus Christ. It's not quite that bad in our nation yet, but it could be. But uh, can we rejoice in the sufferings that we suffer because of our faith in Jesus? And uh, the, the most important question, I think, is have you placed your hope in Jesus Christ? A hope not to be ever disappointing. Have you placed that hope in Jesus? Folks, you're not on one way to heaven. By faith and by faith alone, that leads to the righteousness. There's faith in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. He gave his life that we might be made righteous before God. Have we reached that place? I certainly hope that you have. If you have not, you need to get to that place. And I'll be glad to speak with you about that privately, uh, however at any time you just understand that be glad to have you got anything for an invitation huh let's uh, stand in uh, what just as I am I don't know what page number that is but everybody ought to know just as I am anyway uh, come on Trisha Come on, you can lead us. Let me have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We uh, pray that you have spoken to our hearts. And uh, God, we pray that uh, we have all trusted you and your righteousness and have faith in you through that righteousness. God, we... Uh, Examine our lives today. 
to make sure that if anything happened to us and we lost our physical life here on earth, that our spiritual life would be spent with you in heaven for an eternity. God, if that not be true, let's not leave here today with that hanging over us. Let every one of us be certain that we've made right with the Lord Jesus Christ our eternal relationship. We'll give you the glory for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. I love